Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Who do you identify with? This is going to have bearing on every other aspect of your life with God, with yourself, and with others. And it does matter who you identify with. Take a listen, and I hope this encourages you to go deeper into your personal process of real, true discipleship with Him and potentially connect with me. Check out From Trauma to Trust, my book. You can purchase it on Amazon. Also, we would greatly appreciate that anyone that is a part of Tent Talk Podcast would give us a five-star review uh, rating. I'm sorry. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a review that will encourage others to come on board with us. Help us to get the message out. We really appreciate you. Thanks so much. I identify as a son. Therefore, I will be about my father's business. Now, this is sometimes a very, you know, strange statement to people to be coming from a woman. But my core identity is who I am to him, who I am, if you will, to the Godhead. And to the Father, I am a son. To Jesus, I am his bride and his brethren. To the Holy Spirit, I am his temple. And in all of these things, they are communicating to us the intensity of relationship that they have made possible and then the fellowship that they're inviting us into. So I identify as a son. Now, it's not a mystery, and it shouldn't be confusing why there is so much identity confusion that is on a meteoric rise. I mean, with unbelievable velocity and volume. Everyone is identifying as all of these things and gender confusion and uh, who am I really and who is the church and all of this is on such a powerful rise and is coming into what would seem like just, you know, splashed everywhere. So it's important that we know how we identify, with whom do I identify, who do I look at and say, that is me. And because of Jesus, I am able to look at the Father and say, I am his. I am his son in Christ Jesus. Yes, I am a female son, but when people attempt to push to me, you're a daughter, you're a daughter. I'm like, okay, I'm not sure why that's so important to you. <laughs> but I, I know why it's important to me that when I speak, teach, and I refer to myself as a son, because that is what I'm called in the scripture. Gender is important because God has assigned it. Therefore, Uh, It is important. But he puts spirit and life first. I share in the life of the son. Therefore, gender is not the number one consideration. It is who I identify 
with. And that's how I learn to do everything else that I do. Uh, Every relationship that I'm in must fall in line with, first of all, who I am to them. So I wanted to share just a little bit of thought from the book that I oftentimes read when I'm traveling through Europe uh, is A.W. Tozer's book, The Pursuit of God. I've assigned this to um, my students that are in my Producers Way School USA, Producers Way School Poland, and they are reading it because on, on such a deep personal level between them and God, this is always going to be number one, is who I am to them and my pursuit of my life with them personally and privately first. It must always remain the core the abiding. He is my source. If anything else starts to take precedent, we're going to be in trouble. It doesn't look like it in the beginning because we're working for God, right? Working with God. But God always says, now I'm waiting for you in the secret place. Be sure this always remains number one. This is what it was for Jesus. The needs of people in ministry and all of these things that we've come to talk about in cultural uh, ministry was not number one. For Jesus. So if I identify as a son, I must always and forever be referring to the son. How did he live? And then I don't try to imitate him. I just allow Holy Spirit to mature his life in me so that it literally becomes my way of life. It's not me trying to be a role model. It's not how I should look in, in public. And, and it takes a while, doesn't it, for all of us to shake some of those things off. We wouldn't want to give the wrong impression. Um, and and I, can, I can see that. I, I understand that that has some importance. But my friends, if he is actually making us, in reality, who we are privately, there'll be less and less and less of that, is that we are just living as who we are. So I wanted to share from, it's chapter 8, called Restoring the Creator-Creature Relation. Because Romans one twenty five tells us uh, that they exchanged the truth for a lie and became worshipers of the creature rather than the creator. And my friends, everything went on full tilt then. Everything by nature, by the nature of, that we inherited out of that nature is we worship ourselves. When people say, oh, I'm too hard on myself, well, that's because you won't let what Christ has done be enough. Okay, so the, the pride of, of life, First uh, John 2.16 says, it's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. This, these things are not of the Father. This is a part of what we inherited uh, when we inherited that nature. And it affects body, soul, spirit. Body, lust of the flesh, soul, lust of the eye. But the big kahuna is pride of life, is in spirit, is I will be God. And now I am the creature. And if I decide to worship Buddha or my Jesus or any other entity, well, then who made that decision? I did. Therefore, I'm God. Now, when you meet the real Jesus, the real Father, the real Holy Spirit, I assure you, you won't be in ascendancy any longer. You will take your proper place, and oh, the freedom that will flow, the life, the purity that will flow once he puts you in right order. 
So once we became God, that nature then looks to itself to earn, perform, uh, to deserve, right? Which, my friends, you, you don't want what you deserve, please. Please, as the sons of God, please don't try to get what you deserve. Get what has been given to you in Christ. Now, the, the flesh, the old man can't stand that, you see, because he has no contribution whatsoever. And uh, so we must recognize that as the days go by. But then when we, the creature, are on the throne, we decide we'd like these humans, we'd like these other creatures to be the ones who make us okay. We would like their attention, their relationship. We want their presence. We need them. We need them. I must have them. And when you sense that driving force, then you need to take note. You need to take note of that. Because Holy Spirit leads the sons of God. He does not drive them. He leads them. He led Jesus into the wilderness and led him out. He will lead you beside still waters and restore your soul. He does the leading when the new man finally awakens. So I just want to read a couple of statements here that A.W. Tozer penned for us. He says, I have hinted before in these chapters that the cause of all our human miseries is a radical moral dislocation and upset in our relation to God and to each other. For whatever else the fall may have been, it was certainly a sharp change in man's relation to his creator. He adopted toward God an altered attitude, and by so doing destroyed the proper creator-creature relation in which, unknown to him, his true happiness lay. Essentially, salvation is the restoration of a right relation between man and his creator, a bringing back to normal of the creator-creature relation. So this is fundamental, and I bring it in my own language and in my own way in my book, From Trauma to Trust, that our core trauma is not what's happened to us, although how traumatic is it when man uses other creatures for his own need, for his own power, for his own status, for his own significance? Rest assured, the trauma that results when creatures use other creatures, you best know it is a tsunami of hell that is cloaked oftentimes in our goodness, in our self-righteousness. But our core trauma, where all other traumas come from, all other tragedies come from, the tragedy and trauma of all time, is that man decided he would be God rather than be sons to God through Christ, that he would be the one who decides all things that uh, he could be good all on his own. He would even try to snuff out his evil all by himself, by greater evolving into goodness. You see, our greatest trauma and tragedy is that we are born separated from life himself. This is our dead condition, and we are void of the life and the way of living of God himself, God our Father, God the Son, God Holy Spirit. You see, it's going to be important in these days to come who you identify with and why. And if you're identifying with every person who's in a difficult state, if you identify with others who are out of order, and please hear that as just a simple statement of fact, 
not as some horrendous judgment upon people. It is the reason that we are struggling and buckling under the pressure and suffocating, and that the only way we think we can get any relief is to agree with that which has tortured us. You see, my friends, it's important who you identify with. Identify today with the Father, with the Son, and with Holy Spirit, and come back in to life in them and through them. And let everything else take its shape and form and function from that number one ordering of spirit to spirit. Who you are to him. What he chose you out before the foundations of the world to be in him in Christ, my friends, is not dictated by who you sleep with, who your body lusts after. Do not live according to your lower parts. Do not live according to lusts and passions that if you give them 30 minutes, they'll pass and they'll want something else. They're so fickle. My friends, you are far more to him than you know. Who do you identify with today? I look forward to our next time together. Love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.